This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey friends, welcome to our newest episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am Kim Walker with Shop Marketing Pros and I'm coming to you today all by my lonesome self. Brian is busy doing some other stuff and I wanted to talk about this topic kind of on my own. And so before I jump into some of the top marketing mistakes that our team sees on a regular basis and my own personal pet peeves. Let me first thank our friends at RepairPal for providing you with this episode. RepairPal will help you grow your auto repair shop business. And you can learn more about that at repairpal.com forward slash shops. All right. So With that said, I am going to get you fired up. I'm probably going to get myself fired up because I'm going to start talking about pet peeves. So the thing about that is it's negative and we don't normally like to be negative. However, sometimes there's a time for it. Occasionally, Brian will call me a Pollyanna because I always tend to try to look at the positive side of things and... So pet peeves can really be very negative, but if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know that sometimes I have been known to jump on a Facebook Live and do a full-on rant session. Usually it's about marketing, and so I'm just going to take this time today to have some fun, laugh a little bit, but really just share with you some annoying marketing pet peeves, mostly from my own personal experience in looking for a product or a service. So with that being said, you can encounter these things everywhere. When you're driving, when you're scrolling social media, when you are on a website trying to schedule an appointment or something like that. But for us, Bron and I, we're constantly evaluating marketing. And so one thing that we laugh about a lot, but it really does sometimes make our blood boil and make us just scratch our heads is when we're driving. If you know us, we travel a lot and very often we're in our RV. I can't tell you how often we come across the most annoying billboards. And really, if I get down to the root cause of why something is a pet peeve to me, it's either because it is an inconvenience to me as the user or the customer, but also because I know it's a huge waste of money. So some of these billboards, either they are too busy and these businesses are trying to put everything on the billboard, everything. And I'm like, but why are you doing that? Or we've seen QR codes on a billboard. You're not gonna pull out your phone and scan a QR code while you're driving down the road. The billboards having too much information on them, but then also having not enough information on them. I've seen billboards where I had no idea what they were selling. And if I wanted to be curious and try to figure it out, maybe by visiting a website, or maybe if I tried to memorize a phone number that was on a billboard and call, it wasn't there. Billboards really work my nerves. Scrolling social media, I'm going to get into a variety of things that happen when I'm scrolling social media, but also things like websites and ads and stuff. So I would encourage you to look around your world when you're driving, when you are trying to schedule something, when you are researching 
and really more than anything, look for lessons to help you with your own marketing so that you're not making the same mistakes that others are making with regard to things that maybe drive you crazy or make your customer experience less than pleasant. What turns you off when you're looking for a product or service? I want to know what you dream up, what you have experienced. I would love for you to email us at podcast at shopmarketingpros.com or better yet, go into our private Facebook group, the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind Facebook group and share your own personal marketing pet peeves or mistakes that you either have made or you've seen others make. So go and share that or email us. I'm very curious to add to this long list. All right. So I mentioned the customer experience a minute ago. I want you to really think about your customer journey. Think about the time that they go searching to try to find an auto repair shop all the way through to calling or scheduling an appointment on your website to the experience that they have when they come in, clear to the other side of the purchase. So think about the entire customer journey and all of the touch points and how you can improve that experience and maybe not cause someone like me when they're trying to schedule an appointment to get annoyed and eventually just give up and not use your shop. So just keep the whole customer journey in mind when you're thinking about all of this. Okay, are you ready for my personal pet peeves? I know you've just been waiting all day for this. So here they are. I didn't even count. I don't know how many that I have, but they're also not in any particular order, right? So this first one doesn't mean it's my biggest pet peeve, which is when a phone number on the website is not clickable. Oh, you're going to hear a lot of sighs in this one. I'm going to try to keep them to a minimum. I'm pretty sure that our video editor is going to very easily be able to create an entire reel of Kim's eye rolls. The phone number, right? You, you pick up your phone and you're looking for whatever product or service or a potential customer is looking for your shop and they go to your website and they go to touch the phone number and it won't open the phone app and make the phone call. Listen, I'm 50 years old now. I know there are people listening to this that are older and there are people listening to this that are younger, but I know it's only seven numbers, but I cannot remember that phone number to save my life. So then I have to pull up the phone and then on the iPhone here, you can halfway look at two different screens. So I'll halfway have the website up and halfway have the phone number or the phone and I'm having to go. It's annoying. It drives me crazy. Is anybody else like me with that? Or you're just so easygoing and a pleasant human that it doesn't bother you. The phone number not being clickable on the website really makes my blood boil. Okay. Same social media post over and over again. I understand that your customers are not following all these other shops. This is probably a silly pet peeve of mine, but it's my own personal pet peeve, so I can say it. Do you know what I'm talking about? We all follow each other in this industry. And so very often, I'm scrolling social media and I'm seeing the same exact graphic, the same exact posted on multiple shops on the same day, right around the same time. Worked my nerves, but I'm going to move on. All right. By the way, this personal pet peeve section is nowhere in the world except for right here on the podcast. 
The next things I'm going to get into in a little bit are the marketing mistakes. Those are on the blog on our website, and that link is going to be in the show notes. Just in case you're looking for them, you'll be able to find them. But not my pet peeves. Okay, here comes the next one. No way to conveniently connect or contact the company. Yes, that happens. I see it more often than I care to where I'm on a website. Literally, I want to fill out a form or I want to make a phone call. It's just not possible. So I don't think that's going to be a big issue with auto repair shops because that's the main thing. You want them to be able to contact you. But I have seen that and I just wanted to throw it in here because even if you're treating this as though some sort of checklist, you can use it to just go double check and make sure that you actually have that. I also know that there are lots of new shop owners out there and maybe they've created their own website and honestly just forgot to put that part. I just wanted to include it. All right, so this one is actually a mistake, but it's also one of my pet peeves. And so I wanted to just go ahead and put it in here. And that is when the marketing does not match the experience. That could happen from a variety of reasons. One, the pictures, the images that you're using are stock and they don't match your shop. So people are seeing and experiencing you on your website or on your social media. And then by the time they make the decision and they come to your shop, they're looking around. Am I in the right place? This doesn't look like the place that I saw online because it's not. We want the experience when they get into your shop to match what they expected it to be like. Whatever you're putting out there really needs to match what's going to happen. How about a voicemail that's full? That happens too. Is that happening at your shop? Have you ever called your shop and tried to leave a voicemail just to check? Like what's the voicemail message saying? Is it a robot? Fix that. Is your mailbox full? Fix that. Drives me nuts. Happens a lot. Okay, here's one. And I'm going to take a big, deep breath. Going to inhale, slowly exhale. Going to control my blood pressure because this one really irks me. And some of my really good friends in the industry are very kind to tag me when they see this happening. And what they're really trying to do is help the shop owner who is wasting a lot of money, wasting the time that they took to create this, wasting energy, and really just making people go, what in the world is going on here? An ad on Facebook for an auto repair shop that is nowhere near the audience receiving the ad. I think that there are people who are like, oh, I'm going to create this ad on Facebook, or I think it's usually a boosted post, and they don't specify the geographical demographic, like within three, five so miles of your shop. And so instead, the shop is in say my town, Hammond, Louisiana, but they're running an ad to somebody in North Carolina or California or Nebraska or Idaho. And so friends all across the country tag me in these posts all the time. And they'll say, they're like commenting on the post, like responding to the business owner saying, you really need to get with Kim Walker at Shop Marketing Pros and fix this ad. You're wasting money. That is a huge pet peeve because I know you're just wasting money. All right. My next pet peeve comes down to brand confusion. If you do not have a brand, really we call it a style guide that is laying out, these are the colors that go, your logo has colors, but your brand is so much more. Brian and I've talked about this in another podcast. Brand is so much more than just your logo. 
It covers everything from the feeling you want people to experience when they experience you to the fonts that you're choosing, to the language, even down to the tone in your social media posts. So when I say brand confusion, what I mean is that I experience your brand in a magazine in the local community. I experience your brand when I drive by your shop and I see your signage. And then I look you up on your website or social media. You have a logo looking like this in one place and a logo that's a little different over here and you're using all kinds of different fonts and colors and your tone changes in every marketing medium that you're using. Brand confusion is a big deal. We're going to talk more about that in one of the marketing mistakes here in just a few minutes. Not responding when someone leaves a voicemail or a message or you're not paying attention to the form fills when they're coming in. I know that maybe I'm just attracting all this stuff to me, but this just happened last week. I went to a website for a place locally. I had a question and I filled out the form like it said. I actually went to the frequently asked questions looking for a specific thing. I filled out the form and I've never heard back from anyone. Are you checking? Is it working? Have you tested that? Are you responding? Same thing with the phone messages. If you're not going to respond to messages, turn your voicemail off or something. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. But the real thing is respond. People are leaving you a message. They want to do business with you. So respond to the messages, call people back, check your email for those form fills. And while we're saying that form fill thing, like every now and then, I don't know how often you do this, but I do it at least once a week. Just check your spam folder just to see what's going over there. That's just smart. All right. My last pet peeve, and it will probably come up in some marketing mistakes we're going to talk about, is the lack of a call to action. This is very common as well, especially in ads, especially in email campaigns, and even some texting campaigns. So in today's world, we are way too busy, right? It's just there's so much going on, so much coming at us. You have to tell people what to do. Literally putting on your website, call now, schedule an appointment, like telling them what to do, guiding them through the journey to actually making that appointment is very important. So we see marketing, it could be an event flyer, it could be a billboard, whatever. There's all of the marketing methods that are out there. Very often businesses are failing to call people to action, right? CTA, call to action, tell them what to do. And then make it easy. Don't make it complicated. Those are my personal pet peeves. We made it through. I did it probably without 800 eye rolls, hopefully. I'm sure John, my video editor, is going to be looking for them to pull together some funny little clips. But I also never know that they're coming until they're really already out there. So there's that part. (sighs) Okay, personal pet peeves. So again, tell me your pet peeve. Shoot me an email podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. Go post it in our Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind Facebook group. That will prompt a very fun conversation, no doubt. So let's hear it. Share your personal pet peeves and help someone else learn from that. All right. What happened was Brian was creating a blog and the title of the blog is the biggest marketing mistakes being made in your auto repair shop marketing. So he started writing this blog. At some point, he realized, you know what? I have a whole team of people who are 
in the trenches doing the marketing every single day, they're probably seeing some marketing mistakes that I haven't thought about. So he reached out to our team and he said, hey team, tell me what marketing mistakes do you see happening on a regular basis? And so he put together this blog And again, I will put a link to it in our show notes. But there, you're going to get a list of Brian's original list of marketing mistakes and then some from a lot of our team members. So I'm going to jump in and share some of them with you. And I'm not going to dig deep into each and every one because we have 13 or so of them. I'm really recommending that you go read the blog. Go take a look at the blog, listen to this, and it will drive you over there to get some more information on each of these. So the marketing mistakes that we are seeing, again, these are not in any priority order. They're just all equal, is marketing. And I referenced this a little bit when we were talking about branding, but marketing that does not have cohesive messaging and branding. So in other words, you're treating your marketing each of your tactics like it's its own silo. Everything is independent out there by itself. So maybe you are representing your brand in one way on your radio commercial or on the billboard or through social media, whatever it might be, email campaigns, ads, but none of it is working together. I remember one client in particular that I hear locally in our community, I was helping and I remember her telling me about a really big thing happening in her company. And I said, you're marketing that, right? She said, it's on my radio commercial. And I'm like, why are you not talking about it on social media? Did you do this? Did you do that? So I'm giving her all the different things. And she's, no, I just, I, I didn't even think about that. I just told our radio advertising guy and he took off with it. So the thing is, I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to that radio station. And then she could have people that are on social media that, or she might have people on the radio who are not using social media the same with any of the other methods. So I'm like, you're missing an entire segment of your audience if you're only putting that message in one specific medium. Your messaging, if you're running a break special, if you have a new piece of equipment and you want to let people know about it so that they're scheduling appointments, maybe you have one of those fancy new hunter alignment racks and you want to educate your audience on that, but you only put it on social media. You forget to add it to your website. You don't send an email out about it. You're not talking about it when you go to your BNI group or your chamber of commerce. That is marketing that's lacking a cohesive message where your marketing is working together. That's one big marketing mistake that we are seeing happen on a regular basis. Our friends at RepairPal are making today's episode possible. Don't lose work to your competition. Today's consumers check pricing during all stages of the repair process, before, during, and after. Did you know that 81% of them do online price comparisons before making a purchase and customers that check your price after they've already authorized the work do so after calling the competition? But RepairPal, the largest auto repair network, has a solution. Their fair price estimator tool can be put on your website to help you build trust with consumers up front to demystify price, help educate consumers about what's involved in the repair, bring you higher web traffic, and prevent your customers from calling your competition. You have to be in it to win it, so head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops 
and set up a call to learn more about becoming RepairPal certified. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's RepairPal.com forward slash shops. So the next one, oh man, this is forgetting all about everything that we typically talk about when it comes to marketing that helps your customers get to know and trust you. Skipping all of that and going straight for the sale. I compare that to you meet someone and you ask them to marry you on the first date. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing, but not taking the time to court your customers, date them, your prospects, and you just go in straight for the sale and you are really missing out on building the relationship, something that is going to be sustainable, something that's going to last forever and going to turn your customers into someone loyal that is always going to come to you. So going straight for the sale, huge mistake. Don't do that. Then forgetting to promote your services. Letting people know it's like what I was talking about a minute ago with having that new, shiny, wonderful piece of equipment and never telling anyone about it. So you really need to be sure that you're sharing all about the services that you have and not focusing on just one. Shop owners tend to do that, right? They want to get hyper-focused on one particular service. Maybe it's possible that you don't have a lot of profit in that area and you want to really hone in on that. You want to build up that particular service. You want to get more people in. I understand that. What I'm talking about is failing to promote your services across the board and really educating people on all the things that you do. So that's super important. And then all the marketing that we're talking about. So the next marketing mistake is marketing without learning about it, without taking the time. This is a responsibility of yours. Some people just want, I'm just going to hire someone. I'm not going to look at it. I don't know if it's working. I'm not paying attention to it. You're just over trusting someone to take care of that for you, but you don't know anything about it. So you have to take the time to invest in learning about your marketing. And that way, you know what's going on. You know the questions to ask. If it's working, you're tracking it. The numbers that you should be paying attention to, the questions to be asking, maybe your marketing people, you need to go into that. If you're going to hire someone You need to have the information that is going to help you be a responsible shop owner and guide that marketing. So take the time. We have all these great conferences across the country. So no matter where you live, there is some training happening near you or, oh my gosh, then learning that is at your fingertips now, listening to this podcast, you're learning. So that tells me that you are probably one of those top tier shops. And so I would expect that you're going to take the time to go to a marketing class, pick up a book, listen to a podcast and educate yourself so that you are not wasting money, you're not wasting time, and you're learning to educate your customers, bring them in and retain them. All right, so this next mistake, there probably went another eye roll and another sigh. It's weird and hard for me to say this because I own a marketing agency and I'm not trying to push us on you. That is not what this is about. But Shop Marketing Pros was born out of our original marketing agency, Five Stones, which is here in our local community in Hammond, Louisiana. About four years ago now is when we made the decision to shift gears and 
niche down and focus solely on automotive repair shops. We understand what it is like to be a generalist shop, right? That's what Five Stones was. And switching to a specialty shop, which is Shop Marketing Pros. I'm drawing that parallel intentionally, right? Our shop, Peak Automotive, was a European specialty shop. I'm saying that so it makes sense with what mistake I'm about to tell you. The shop owners that come to us for marketing typically have already been through someone else, right? It's one of these two types. One, it's either they hired a local, somebody local to do their marketing. And the thing is, they know nothing about the automotive world or the automotive industry. And that is really important. So hiring someone local who doesn't know your industry is a mistake. The other one is going with the cheapest service provider. You know yourself as a shop owner that you get what you pay for. As a shop, you're recommending parts maybe. You're probably trying to point your customer to a good quality part. You don't want the cheap part because there's going to be a comeback. It's not going to work right. Those brakes are going to squeal or whatever it might be. So the same thing when it comes to your marketing. Are you hiring someone because they're cheap? That is something to really think about. Your marketing is too important. I'm not telling you to hire the most expensive. I'm saying pay attention to what you are getting for what you're spending. Be careful. Be sure that you are selecting wisely. If you need help, we would be happy to... In fact, I think we've probably written a blog on how to choose a marketing agency. If not, that would be a great one to do. So hiring local or going with the cheapest, someone who does not know your industry and is not going to give you the care and attention that you need is something to really consider. All right, moving right on down the line, we have several more. Having no plan. This one is here because not only do we see it, I've experienced it and I did it. So. When I say having no plan, I'm talking about marketing that is just all over the place. It's haphazard. There's no goal. There's no direction. It's an afterthought. I can remember, I can even picture it in my mind right now, these salespeople coming in our shop, right? And they have this shiny object, whether it's a magazine, new magazine, or a new directory, or a new this, or a new that. And it's often not expensive. So they're like, oh yeah, this is only like $300. And in the moment I'm thinking, that's no big deal. We can do that. And I would sign up for it and I'd let them write the ad. I'd let them create the graphics. And what came back, I often didn't have time to really dig in and make it great. We'd just go with it. And like we talked earlier, it was not cohesive with any other marketing that we were doing. And in the end, surprise, I would look back and we never got anything off of it. There was no return on the investment. I wasted my time. I wasted my money. And it's because I didn't have a plan. So sit down. We will actually in our, depending on this podcast will come out probably in September. So in November or December, I think in our auto repair marketing mastermind Facebook group, we're going to be doing a Tuesday teaching class at lunchtime where we're going to be talking about putting your plan together for 2024. I just saw a post on Facebook yesterday that said, we're four months from 2024. Did I just stress someone out? I hope not. 
But at the same time, it's important to realize we're not far from the final quarter of this year. So it is definitely time to start thinking about your marketing plan for 2024. What are your goals for the year? What are you hoping to achieve? How are you going to get the message out there? So going into 2024 without a plan, that is a marketing mistake. The next marketing mistake from our team is not sharing who you are. And we mean that both literally and figuratively, right? Like you have to put out there, you have to be vulnerable, you have to share your story, you have to let people know who you are. This is a huge part of marketing that we like to call know and trust. Your marketing needs to help potential customers get to know and trust you. Let them know who you are and what you're doing. When I think about this, I think about our friends, Eric and Meg and Bach up in the Hamptons in New York. Their kids are big into racing and they do that a lot as a family. And also Jody and Dan over at Seas Auto House and their kids are big into motorcycle racing. And so it's very cool to watch these families and the way that they share a little bit more about who they are through their marketing. And it's really helping their community really understand who they are, but also your team and your shop culture and all of that. So it's super important to just relax a little. I'm not telling you to share everything, but share what you are comfortable with sharing to help people get to know and trust you. Brian and I talk all the time about our travels, our son, our dogs. He's building all kinds of stuff out here on our property. And so some of that stuff makes it to the personal profiles and some of it will make it to our business social media as well. Keep that in mind. Open yourself up a little bit and allow people get to get to know you. Really share who you are. All right. Hope you're doing okay. Have a few more here. So the next marketing mistake is a big one, and it is not knowing your audience. I could probably do an entire podcast just about that one topic, but not knowing your audience, not knowing what they like, what they dislike, not knowing where they hang out, not knowing what they're expecting from you or what they enjoy and like about your shop and the customer experience that they have with you, really just not having any idea of that stuff because When you know who you're talking to, you will cater your message to them. But think about when you're face-to-face with someone and you're having a conversation. When you know who they are, you're going to adapt your conversation to fit that person, who they are and what's going on in their life. I have a knee injury right now and I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone recently and they walk up and they're like, Kim oh my gosh, how's your knee? They know their audience. They're adapting the conversation to fit who they're talking to. And people always ask us about our son. They're always saying the whole, it must be nice thing because we travel all the time. So when you have a good understanding of who you're talking to, then it changes everything. So We really, we have a worksheet about your customer avatar that will really help you just stop and think about the audience you're trying to attract. For us, we have adapted our marketing over the last year and a half because we've come to learn that the perfect customer for us is a top tier shop. What does that mean? 
We have a whole campaign going on that really defines what a top tier shop is. And so when you know who you're, you want your customer to be and who that is, you can adapt your marketing to fit that. So think about for us, when we had our auto repair shop, Peak Automotive, we specialized in European vehicles, but our customers, this was before female friendly was a thing. Our customers were primarily females. And so we crafted our message to be attractive to women specifically. We wanted them to know that we understood them, that we cared about their problems, which was getting up in the morning, doing all the things to get the kids in the car, car doesn't start. The problem is not that the car is broken. The problem is that you can't get to school. You can't get to work. You can't do the grocery shopping or the after school running around and all of that stuff. That's what's on their mind. They're not sitting there in the vehicle that's broken down, pounding on the steering wheel, mad that it, they're mad that it's broken. But what they're thinking about is all of the things they're not going to be able to do or how this just changed their entire schedule for the day and it's frustrated everything. So when you know your audience, they're going to respond to that because they're going to feel like you know them and you know their problems you're going to help solve. So the next mistake is just failing to go the organic route. Not every single piece of marketing that you do has to, you have to pay for every engagement with the clients. So for example, social media. Let me say this. I'm going to sound like I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth here. I don't want you to go do social media if you're just going to post one post here, one post there. But there are things like social media that you can do that is not going to take an insane amount of your time, that is not Facebook. People are on it every single day. It's right there. So when you're posting on social, you're staying in front of your audience. So the other things that you could do when it comes to organic marketing include if you have a CRM, you can text with your clients. That's not an extra thing that you're going to be You're already paying for your CRM. You're not going to be paying extra for that. So find the, they probably have email built into that as well. So that's another thing that you can be using. So what I'm talking about is not really Facebook ads or Google ads, but the other things that you can just do, including all of the community stuff, the community involvement and just getting out there, communicating with people and making an impact on your, in your community. So these are organic natural ways that you can connect with potential customers. Forgetting to do that and thinking all I've got to do, which really brings me right in to the very next. These could tip actually just go together, but failing to do the organic marketing and going all in on Google ads, thinking that's going to save your shop, right? We, we have that a lot where people may come to us and they are slow. They really need, if we don't get some cars in here. We're going to be really in trouble. So putting all your eggs in one basket and thinking Google ads are going to save your life. Google ads are great, but Google ads are not great if you don't have a good landing page or a website, if you don't have a service advisor who is checking those form fills, checking the schedule, communicating with those customers, answering the phone, and better yet, not only answering the phone, anybody can answer the phone, but someone who's going to answer the phone and have a warm, engaging conversation with that customer and knows the skills to convert them. We've talked about this before. If you're a listener regularly, you hear this. In our Facebook group, we talk about this. 
we often refer our own customers to coaches who are teaching service advisor skills. Why? Because we don't want people spending money, paying us to do the ads, and then paying for each and every click. Someone picks up the phone and calls your shop, and then there's a service advisor on the other end who does not have a clue how to talk to people, how to be nice, how to listen, and how to convert that sale. So before you even try to consider going to Google Ads, you have to make sure that you have the foundations in place, that you have processes and systems, that you are taking care of people when they fill out that form, when they schedule an appointment, or when they leave a message or try to call. So before I even get to that believing Google Ads is going to save everything, you have other stuff that you have to pay attention to. Please do not talking from experience seeing it happen, but we're also talking from experience of having done it. Several years ago, Brian went to California for a men's coaching event. He spent an entire week. I don't remember exactly where he was in California. Here's what I know. And I think maybe it's like this all the time, but the Pacific Ocean was super cold. I know he had to do some crazy like jump in there. And even though I'm a big fan of cold plunging right now, I was not at the time when he was doing this ridiculous freezing cold swimming in the Pacific Ocean. But at this conference or this this coaching men's thing that he was at that week, I barely talked to him. And I remember when he came home and I was like, okay, what's your big one thing? What are you bringing home from this week there with your coach. And he said, stop stopping. I'm like, stop stopping. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I just could not figure it out. And he said, the thing is, we start doing all the right things and we get busy and everything's great. And then we're overwhelmed because we're busy. And so we stop doing all the things we were doing. And so what's going to happen is just like the waves of the ocean, they come in, they go out, they come in, they go out. There's an ebb and there's a flow to your marketing. And so when you start doing all the things you know you should be doing and you've got a full schedule, you get overwhelmed and suddenly you turn off those Google ads, you turn off this, you turn off that, you you stop, you slow down the posting you're doing on social media or maybe the videos that you get really comfortable because you're busy, but you stopped. So eventually that great hill that you're on of busyness is going to disappear. You're going to slow down and you're going to realize, and then there's going to be panic. Oh my gosh, we got to put our slow day plan in place. We got to get some cars in here. And what we'd rather see is instead of the waves coming in, the waves going out, the ebb and the flow and the hills and the valleys is something more consistent. Stop stopping. He got that message and brought that home. And we were like, yeah, That's right. That's exactly what is going on. So we're like in a panic. We need to do marketing. Let's get more customers in here. We get more customers in here. We're busy. So we stop. And then we got to get more customers in here. Let's do marketing. And you're on this constant awful cycle. Stop stopping. You're creating panic in the long run that is not helpful to you. It's not fair to your team. And it's irresponsible. Stop stopping. Learn it from us. Been there, done that, but we also see it happening all the time. Okay. All right. We have just two more to talk about. 
And then we're going to wrap it up. You're doing great. If you're hanging out with us, thank you for listening. I feel when it's just me talking for myself, because usually Brian and I are going back and forth. But thank you for sticking in with me. I hope that you also take a look at the blog and engage in our Facebook group and share your own marketing mistakes. But I believe this is really awesome and that you're going to leave this podcast learning something and maybe updating some systems and processes with your own marketing. So we talked earlier about not letting your audience know who you are, not opening up, not sharing. And so this one has to do with really forgetting to represent your entire team or your whole shop in general, and maybe being more tunnel vision, more focused on one area of your shop or one specific type of service, and not really spreading the message that covers more about your shop. Don't be afraid to open up and showcase your shop culture, how you celebrate one another, how you do training. We have, we're about to embark upon the fall conference season, as Brian and I like to call it. We've got multiple different events coming up. And so if you're attending, are you sharing that? Are you showing to your audience that you're technicians are getting training or that someone got a certification or maybe you're involved in some events or organizations in your community and you support people with disabilities or the scouts or whatever it might be. Don't forget to showcase all the things happening in your shop with your team and with the shop in general. Maybe you have a a shop dog And including the shop fur baby in some of your marketing would be a fun angle. Just don't forget to pay attention to everyone in the shop, including I know when we had ours, my mom was our parts getter and courtesy shuttle driver. Like she would drive people because she was super talkative and people loved her. My brother would clean cars and do some detailing. And I can't help but think how much we would be blowing up social media with the two of them right now. So not forgetting you've got your service advisors, you've got your technicians, but you probably have other people in your shop that you want to be promoting as well. So the last one here, and I have referenced this when I was talking about ads, is forgetting to understand maybe not forgetting, but just not understanding the value of a great website or landing page. Stephen Covey talks about the seven habits of highly effective people. And one of the things is first things first. Before you can jump into doing Google ads, you really need to have a great website or at the very least a landing page because when they click on that ad, they need to go somewhere. So where are they going? When they go there, you want them to have a positive user experience. The site needs to be performing well on mobile. Everybody's using their phone. This is not a new thing. We we don't even really tell anybody anymore that our websites are mobile responsive because they just should all be. That's not even a special feature. If you're going to have a business like a website, it's just one of the very first things that you need to do. So don't forget about that. It is very important. We have people when they come to us, they have a website, but there's no way to... It's just not good. And so we'll create a landing page to use for those ads while their website is being built. That is a possibility. So don't think that you have to have this big, elaborate 
website when a landing page will do in the meantime. So that is something that you can consider, but it's very important. People are going to do a search when they need the service. They're going to want to go look at your website, learn more about you, your shop, the services that you have, figure out how can I schedule an appointment, maybe see some customer testimonials, and then maybe they are exposed to you through social media they're still going to probably click over to your website to learn more about you. So this is one of those foundational things. Brian and I have a class, the 13 Foundations of Marketing that we like to teach. And it's been around for a little bit. Every time we teach it, we update it to make sure that it is modern and correct. And people still ask for that class because it is never too late to go back to the basics and make sure that you have all the foundational things in place. I said that was the last one. There really is one more, but we've mentioned it already, which is terrible phone skills. Talked about that when we talked about Google ads and also just not, you know, with that voicemail being full or just not having a service advisor that is trained and prepared to convert people when they call. We have heard phone conversations that just sent a cold chill down my spine where I was like, I can't believe the service advisor said that. Terrible phone skills is absolutely... So there's this fine dance that marketing does with sales. And once that person has clicked and filled out a form or they have called, the handoff has happened from marketing to sales. At that point, sales, which is your service advisor, is taking over. And if they're on the phone and their phone skills are terrible, I'm calling it a marketing mistake, but that's really a sales mistake. However, it can't happen without the marketing. I hope genuinely that you have listened and maybe this triggered one or a couple of things in you where you're like, wow, I think we are doing that. Awareness is a really important part of life, but what's more important than awareness is awareness and action. I hope that not only did this bring your level of awareness up, with regard to customer journey and pet peeves and marketing mistakes, but you pair that with some action and actually either stop doing some things or maybe there are some things that you need to start doing. So once again, in our show notes, I will include a link to the marketing mistakes blog. I encourage you to go take a look at that and also connect with us in our auto repair marketing mastermind Facebook group. If you're going to be at one of the upcoming conferences, please look for the shop marketing pros team. We would love to say hi to you. And as always, I do want to thank you for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on the Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some other great shows on the network, so I encourage you to really head over to aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like my personal favorite is Spotify, but you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many others. Tune in next week for another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.